Hey everybody, what you're about to listen to is a brief, short little sample of our discussion about the latest episode of Star Trek Picard. If you want to hear the entire conversation, support the podcast at patreon.com slash the Penske file. Thanks. So what'd you think of our time in sunny LA, which opens with uh, every bit of royalty-free drone cinema you can get, and then uh, some music is put on top of it. Um it's a it's I liked this section of it. It's a little weird for these characters to be in this time, I think. Um honestly the 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 issues they chose to focus on were a little bit of a distraction to me. I, I think Rios actually comes out fairly well out of this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I liked his plot. Um that doctor is a bizarre television creation <laughs> that can't possibly exist. <laughs> in real life but um she's good uh you know losing the you've never you've never run into any under the table medical clinics run by hot single moms no who yeah who (laughs) hot single moms who run free clinics for uh the people who can't afford it obviously and are you know helping the the downtrodden I, i generally don't think that those doctors go in that direction um what was I going to say about Rios? Really, like the the strangest thing about the Rios thing is that I know they mention it, but him just getting beamed like forty feet into the air, and that's how that he ends up where he is, was a strange decision. Um, I feel like that's handled by he walks into traffic in any other show. Sure, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I like the Rios stuff. Um, best joke. The- sorry, best joke is when he she gets him to tell the story and then just sets the bone on him. I thought yes. that was legitimately yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um I actually had a doctor do that to me recently. Uh not to that extent, but uh, you know, I was I went in and uh went to see my cardiologist and he was taking my blood pressure. My blood pressure was high. And uh so he's like he had me lay down and I was wearing a um Space Mountain t-shirt mm-hmm. and so he's got the thing back on my arm and he's like space mountain that's from disney right and i'm like yeah and he's like yeah did you go recently and i start t- telling him about my disney trip mm-hmm. and then after about halfway through I, I realized what he was doing and he's like oh he's taking my mind off of the fact that he's taking my blood pressure to try yeah. to relax me to get my blood pressure to go down mm-hmm. it seemed to work too <laughs> uh so what i'm saying is in that moment this show is medically accurate that's correct this is that's the most um, realistic moment in star trek history yes I like the I, I like the Rio stuff. The the I'm my issue with this entire plot idea of sending them back to 2024 is like obviously the first thing people are going to think of is Voyage Home, right? Yes. I think and I mean however many of the other times that they've sent them back, you know, uh City in the Age of Tomorrow. Oh, whatever, I think whatever. of um, uh, Carpenter Street from Enterprise, where they go back to sure, Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Well, but my my point is, Carpenter Street. I uh, yeah, I guess that kind of will fall under what I'm going to say next. But though the reason I'm worried about this plot line is because the characters are too cool. Mm. And the reason that Star Trek Four works is because. Part of the thing that makes it fun to watch is that they are so fish out of water and so fucking weird characters <laughs> when you really take a step back and look at them. Yeah. 
that it creates a really interesting dynamic of being a fish out of water who is also just it, it's tough for them to fit in because they're weirdos yeah that's why it's the best uh, trek comedy yeah everybody in this show is just too cool like they show up in la and they're black leather like black leather Tight grabbing pants. guns and doing that thing everybody seems to know how to do in shows where they just like <laughs> they just slide the slide on the gun backwards and take the gun apart i don't know <laughs> Can that is that how does that work? Someone please tell us how that works because I everybody seems to know how to do that in shows and I don't know how that works. No. But you know what I mean? Like the, the scene where um Raffi and Seven are trying to get up to the top of the building and the guard comes over and starts talking to them. In Star Trek 4, I feel like that same scene is a lot more satisfying cuz it's weirder. Yeah. And like the shit that they're talking about is they have to really kind of make a much more interesting dodge it's not in the- order to <laughs> you know instead of just being like we're both we're both married and we're get, we we're just want to go sexy. down on each other on the top yeah, of this we're, tower we're, we're both sexy lesbians <laughs> who just want to take a picture at the top of this <laughs> and dan let us do it you're cooler than dan right i am you know i don't dan. it's like i mean it was a fine scene for what it was but i don't find it as interesting to watch because that quirk isn't there yeah, and I guess you could argue that they're two they're two very different stories, which I, I guess would be true. But from that point, I guess it's like, well, why do it then? Why do you send these characters back into the past unless you're going to play that fish out of water card a little bit more? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's well, what it, it what it is doing for me is it's not making it bad, but it is making it kind of just flat for me yeah interestingly i thought that the best character moment in the episode comes at the end of that um where two lesbians who need to get to the top to take a picture scene where seven has a line about she is kind of a fish out of water because she's in a universe where without her borg implants and people being uh, scared of her as a borg she has a comment that i've never been around people who don't who aren't scared of me from the get-go and yeah i think i think her stuff is my favorite stuff in the episode, and I think that's a really interesting storyline. Hopefully, if as long as they keep going with it, yeah, yeah, I, I liked that. That that felt like a. It was just weird. It's it's this. It's these tonal shifts because that scene is played as a sort of silly, unfunny comedy sequence until that moment when it has the most profound character beat at just as a tag on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's. I think that they're too cool uh, as well. I I don't know. They don't have a... It, it just feels... It's, to me, they don't feel like Star Trek characters in the present. It just feels like any kind of show where these normal characters... Like, yeah. um, Rios yeah. is kind of like a, you know, Latino house or something like that. It's, it's, there's, nothing, there's nothing really that defines him as a Star Trek character, mostly because even in the prime universe and the prime timeline, he's not particularly a Starfleet character. You know, he's, he's the guy chomping a cigar, too cool for school freighter captain person. 